This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, now we bring you a discussion on Global Business Summit. The participants are A.K. Bhattacharya, Economic Analyst and Santosh Tiwari, Journalist. Addressing the Global Business Summit today in New Delhi, Prime Minister Narendra Modi outlined what the government has done in last more than four years' time since the time he has been Prime Minister. And he has summed up the reform measures and what has happened on the economic front, how things have changed in the last four or five years in terms of not only reforms, but in terms of inclusive growth, and also what is happening in terms of bringing in more and more people under the social security net or under the inclusive government. The speech in itself was quite comprehensive in terms of the fact that if you look at last four or five years, Many reforms, including GST, IBC, or RERA, these reforms have happened despite problems. And in terms of India's perception in global investors' mind, things have changed. There is no doubt about it. The most important fact which has happened in last four years is that you have good growth and plus low inflation. Mr. Bhattacharya, if you had to look at these four, four and a half years, which Prime Minister summed up, as I said, what is the primary reason why you think that Indian economy is now better placed to take a leap into at least a 7.5% sustained growth rate in coming years? Well, summed up what the Prime Minister said quite well at this summit meeting. And the Prime Minister talked about growth having been achieved at a time of relatively low inflation. Now, I think there is considerable merit in what he said because it is a fact that 7.6% annual average rate of growth in the last five years, if you take into account the advanced estimates of 2018-19, with an inflation rate of 4.5%, is uh, something which is credible, because India has seen high growth, but it has also seen contemporaneous high inflation rate. Now, this achievement, to my mind, has been possible for two specific reasons. One is that, for much of this period, the international crude oil prices had remained quite subdued, except it started off at around $113, $130 even per barrel when the government took office, and then it moved down to as low as $28 yeah. per barrel. And then, of course, it has moved up, but not moved up to that level. It is still hovering at around $70 per barrel. So, I think crude oil prices have behaved very, very responsibly as far as India is concerned. Now, that to my mind is a big factor that has played to India's advantage in keeping the inflation under control. There is another thing for which this government must take credit for, which is that the government had introduced a monetary policy framework in which inflation targeting was made subject to statutory obligation on the part of the Reserve Bank of India. In other words, there was an inflation target of 4% with 2% on the lower side and 2% on the higher side, which means it cannot go below 2% and it cannot go above 6%. And it should be anchored at 4% level. Now, that was an obligation given by Reserve Bank of India under a law that if it fails to meet that target, will have to explain to Parliament that why it failed to meet that target. And as a result, the Reserve Bank of India's monetary policy framework has been totally conscious of this need to retain inflation at that level. So, 
two factors on which the government didn't have much control, so it was blessed by international crude oil prices. And the second factor, the government must take trade for. And the third element, I would say, is that this is a period when we have seen technology and better farming practices come into play, giving a boost to agricultural output to levels that we have not seen before. You have seen agricultural output, not only agricultural output, you see the non-cereal crop. You know, India became the world's largest milk producer during this period. India's sugarcane output has reached record level compared to around 22 or 21 lakh tons of production. Now it is around 28 lakh tons. Now we have seen this kind of increase in agricultural output has also depressed prices, which is why the Prime Minister did not mention the core inflation. He mentioned the overall inflation. If you look at the core inflation, it is still very much at a level which should not be giving us so much comfort of 5.6%. But on the whole, I would say that having achieved a growth rate of 7.6% annual average growth rate in the last five years and an inflation rate of 4.5% is something that this government should take credit for. Although if you look at it, you know, the way RBI projected infla- RBI's inflation projection has been quite off track and that has resulted into real interest rate being quite high. Absolutely. And that has gone against growth. Government has been trying its level best to convince RBI for last more than one year or so, but that has not happened. And one is expecting that, you know, now RBI is on the right track to at least based on inflation projections, cut interest rates further. But coming back to what government has done, there is also a fact which Prime Minister mentioned that on various indices, on various indexes, the country's ranking has improved. Ease of doing business of World Bank or Global Competitiveness Index or most importantly, you know, Global Innovation Index, which he mentioned that India has improved its ranking substantially in last few years. He says that things happen on ground first and then you get the reflection of those in these rankings. How far you see these changes are really happening on the ground? I think there have been some major legislative changes that were introduced by this government. I think the point that you mentioned about the ease of doing business getting better, that was a clear outcome of the various legal formalities that were made better and easier for people to to comply with. Take the case of the Real Estate Regulation and Development Act. Now, that to my mind has made the real estate sector far more easy to operate in. The buyers are feeling better. The builders are under some sort of a regulatory supervision. Take the case of the Insolvency and Bankruptcy Code. There is a legal system by which borrower who, who cannot repay his loans will actually get an opportunity to be heard. But at the same time, he may even lose his company. So, this earlier notion that a promoter can never lose his business if he doesn't behave financially responsibly. And that has gone. Today, you have a situation where promoters in India are losing their businesses for their failure to repay the loans. So, therefore, this also has improved international credibility in the local systems. You have a situation where Indian businessman has been told to repay his dues to an international company and if he doesn't pay it up within four weeks, he will have to go to jail. So now these are things happening right now and it does have an impact, a positive impact on global investments. Now you have RERA, you have got, then I didn't mention the goods and services tax. Now they also contribute to this confidence of the international business community in the Indian economy. 
So I think it's a combination of factors. Legal changes have been made and as a result of which uh, you have seen the many of these indices that you refer to getting better and better. There is no doubt that in last two years or so, the credit culture has completely changed in this country forever. Now, as you rightly mentioned that you know, nobody can take it for granted that if you have invested, if you are a promoter of some company, then you can go on keeping that company with you on your foot. And that's a big, big development. The borrowing behavior has changed. Yes. And in terms of bringing in more people into the fold of government schemes and also all those who were suffering because of leakages or because of our bureaucratic mechanism, which were not allowing the lower strata of people to come and participate in the social development schemes of the government through PM Jandhani scheme or through Swachhita Abhiyan or through many other schemes, Digital India, all those schemes are now bringing in more and more people into the fold of government schemes. Do you think going forward, this could also be one of the reasons of greater participation of more and more people into India's consumerism and which will ultimately lead to more growth? I would agree with you there. I think what we have seen in the last four years is, and I will mention just about three or four initiatives. The first one was, as you mentioned, about the Janadhan Yojana, wherein almost banks were told to go out and open zero deposit bank accounts for all the people in the country. And today you have a situation where penetration of bank accounts has been very, very large. And, and the last number that I heard is there are over 630 million bank accounts. Now that's a huge number. The second thing was this Ujola scheme wherein people below a certain economic status measured under the socio-economic census were entitled to a gas connection at subsidized rates. Now that also has made inroads and made the life of village woman livable in a sense that a village woman today can actually cook without her eyes burning. At the same time, it has positive impact on felling of trees because the trees were being earlier used, the woods were what woods for making your household kitchen. Now that has also made a difference. The third one, I would say, is the latest scheme that has been announced by the agriculture that people, uh, the farmers with less than two hectares of land, now they're getting an amount which is almost, if you take the average holding, land holding in this country, this is around 0.52 hectares. And if you take their annual income, is around 45,000 rupees. So what the government has done is that they're giving 6,000 rupees, so which is around 13% more they're getting annually. Now to provide a farmer, of the average farmer, 13% more in a year, to my mind, is not something that needs to be you know, scoffed at because this is real gain for the farmer, provided he's a farmer and provided he owns land. There are caveats because it doesn't cover people who do not have land. So that may be a shortcoming. And the final thing I would say is this, the scheme to provide health insurance cover to 500 crore people in this country. The latest numbers show that they have already provided health cover assistance to 50 crore people. Now, while the health care facilities need to be built, the capacity has to be created, but you have on the ground many schemes by which the quality of life of the people at the lower end of the spectrum is actually can get better. Now is the time to build more infrastructure, more social infrastructure, build more healthcare facilities, build more roads, build more better railways, which the government is now planning to do, to supplement this social sector benefits to make the life of a common Indian better.
So from where around 2013-14 you had substantial gloom scenario in the economy and in policy domain. So from there at least we have moved substantially ahead in terms of bringing in critical tough reforms and also bringing in more and more people from the lower strata to your own developmental scheme where the taxpayers' money goes but the government spends and that is also one big part of your growth scenario, growth projection. So in those areas, you know, there is no doubt that the government has moved forward. One area which is required for pushing growth further and to get to a 8% sustained growth is your lack of investment, which has been there. Now, Prime Minister says that already in last four years or so, the government has prepared a roadmap, built a framework, built a road through which now that particular process will happen. Things are there in the economy which indicate towards that, that capacity utilization will get better. Investments have started coming. People are sitting there after elections, you know, investments would come. How do you see this? Well, you know, I think tackling the investment challenge to my mind is the biggest challenge. Yes, there has been perceptible increase in the investment rate. If you look at the last couple of years of GDP data, even the IIP data shows that the capital goods sector has done much better in the latest January figure that shows, but better than a negative contraction in December. So there are early signs of some revival of investment activity, but whether they translate into a steady flow of increased investment so that our GDP growth is sustainably can go at a higher level is something that time only can tell. The country is getting into election mode. So I don't think for the next at least three to four months, you will see any perceptible improvement in any of these indicators because at these times people sit back and want to see which way the political wind is blowing before make their further investments. So I think we have to see, but as I said, that the foundations have been made and if the investment rate picks up, then I think growth can be achieved at a very sustainable level. So clearly, it's a good job done, but it's still a half job done. Absolutely. So when the election results come in May, we will get to know how this government will do this half job done to a full job done or what happens. But thank you, Mr. Bhattacharya, thank for you. participating thank in you. this discussion. You were listening to a discussion on Global Business Summit. The participants were A.K. Bhattacharya, economic analyst and Santosh Tiwari, journalist. The program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.nic.in. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsgtalks at gmail.com.